0: You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Meara.
1: And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're giving you advice on how to choose the books you take on vacation. It's vacation time, Mallory. And we're debating whether skimming counts as reading. Uh, But first, Bria, what are you reading? I finished a book that I really enjoyed. It's a mystery. It's a murder mystery book. You know, I'm not, I don't read too many of those. And I loved this one. It was called Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Benjamin Stevenson.
0: I was just looking at that book recently.
1: Well, clever fucking title. Okay. I- you get me with the title. <laughs> you're going to have me for at least 50 pages. So now that's on you to screw that up. Um, <laughs> I, um, wow. This is a fun, this is a a very fun book for people who like murder mysteries uh, I think this could be very much be People love using. murdering.
0: This is for you. <laughs>
1: People if you love murdering. Um so basically it does start with this premise. This premise where the, this main character his name is Ernie, or Ernest or Ern or Ernie uh, says everyone in my family has killed somebody. And you're like, "Oh okay, like that I guess you're going to have to and and he proves that over the course of the book. Um and it all takes place at this family reunion at a ski resort. And there's all this weird uh, background that they don't really give you. I don't want to tell you too much, but basically, Ernie has had um, uh, issues with his family. His brother did something that he got involved in that was illegal. And his family's kind of known for doing, like, illegal shit. His dad was, like, this big criminal. And now they're at this ski resort trying to bond, you know, as a family when a body shows up. And they're like, "Uh uh-oh. Did we do this? Who did this? <laughs> did I Who do and that? that? Family did the. <laughs> it's the, who's the Steve Urkel of Ernie's family? You have to figure it out. Um, and it's a great little mystery. I had a really good time reading it, and honestly, would be a great vacation book if you're going to a ski resort or something. I could see this being really a fun vacation book, or just generally because it's like a very fast-paced book. What are you reading, Mallory? I'm
0: also reading a great vacation book. Uh, listeners might remember last year when we had my best friend Lauren on to talk about the special Barnes and Noble edition of the Foxglove King by Hannah Witten that they designed. And it was like all black and gray and silver and cool. And Lauren was like, well, this is basically the goth cover. And I was like, well, pre-ordering that. <laughs> and I finally got it and I've been saving it. And I started reading it. And it is one, the book is absolutely fucking beautiful, like Lauren and, and the team over at Orbit knocked it out of the park but the book Hannah Witten also knocked it out of the park it's so good Uh. it is a fantasy book about this woman and she works as like a spy her life is in the criminal underworld of like this fantasy city Um, and she has kind of like a weird past Uh, she lives with her adopted moms and they don't know they just found her when she was like eleven or something and they don't know where she came from and she won't won't tell them and I won't tell you where she came from. But they um they know that she has the ability to uh channel and work with this death magic that is in the city. And normally the only people who are allowed to channel it are people who um are this part of this like uh like I don't want to say cult, but like this group of like religious people, this this like priest and priestess group and they're like they're the only people who can do it. Except Something bad happens one day and she ends up having to channel this death magic in public and she gets caught and brought in and turns out that the crown and the court and this uh, kind of shadowy religious group has actually been watching her her entire life and knows that she can do it. In exchange for not killing her for uh, illegally using this magic, they want her to uh, use her magic to help them solve uh, this mystery of how this entire village was murdered overnight. Oh my god. And it's so like there's a lot of court intrigue and a lot of like cool, like um religious order kind of culty stuff. And she's such a great main character. And I'll tell you right now, you know Hannah Witten's a really great author because there's a love arrow in this book. And I oh. dealt with it, even though I have strong <laughs> opinions and I don't even know why it's a love arrow, because the choice is very clear who she should pick.
1: Um uh, but it's you just No, maybe this is why you don't love these love as we call them love arrows or love triangles, as most people call them, is because you think the choice is always clear. The,
0: clear. the choice is so clear. One guy sucks, the other one doesn't. And I won't tell you which one I think sucks and which one doesn't. But uh, it's just such a beautiful, fun, like mystery, intrigue-filled, and kind of horny fantasy. It's just such a blast. It would be
1: a great beach book. Um, so that's The Fox Glove King by Hannah Witten. And mine is Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Benjamin Stevenson. So we want to take a moment to share some listener
0: feedback. Kelsey wrote in to say, I got plugged in with a group called Reading Buddies via my local church. Adults who participate and go read books with elementary students at their school, usually in lower socioeconomic areas. I go once a week and spend an hour, but you don't even need to spend a whole whole hour. It can just take half an hour. I read books with two first graders during a special part of their class time. I spend 20 to 30 minutes with each student. When I walk in the room, all the kids clamor to come read with me. Aww. They'll lie and say that I'm their Reading buddy when I'm really assigned to the same two students each week. (laughs) It really makes me feel wanted. Sometimes the teacher will swap out a student if the one I'm usually assigned to hasn't been behaving very well. Genuinely, time with a reading buddy is like a special reward, but it's also essential to future success. Developing the skill of reading is super significant to better grades and higher empathy, so not only does this volunteer opportunity feel good, but you're also affecting real change in the lives of kids. Sometimes the students read to me, sometimes I read for the student. It just depends on their energy and attention span that day. I really experience reading in a whole new way to return to that phase in time when deciphering written language was new and confusing. From what I can tell, this program only goes by this name in the Austin area, but I'm sure there have to be similar programs in other areas. Talk to your local church, library, or network to get plugged in. It's a great fit for anyone who has half an hour to spare during school hours. This is the parent website for the organization, and Kelsey included a link. This is so cute. This is a great idea. Reading buddies! Reading buddies is so cute! I love this. This is really, really great. We'll put the link in the show notes. And folks, if you have uh, an hour to spare during the uh, during school hours during the week, this is a really great idea. This is really cute.
1: Yeah, I feel like people are always looking for a cool uh, book related opportunities to volunteer, and this seems like a great one. Thank you so much for writing in about this, Kelsey. I love That's this. adorable. Um, Ricky wrote in and said, "Hey, Brian Mallory, I was recently catching up on episodes I missed during the rush-, rush to graduate at the end of 2022, and I just listened to the episode on special editions." The discussion on sprayed edges made me want to share literally the coolest gift I've ever been given. I was lamenting with my artist friend one day about how impossible it is to find copies of Gideon the Ninth with sprayed edges of either the black or the bone pattern variety. I didn't know there was two varieties, but... That's very cute. And I joked with her and said, Hey, you're an artist. Maybe you could just paint the edges for me. I forgot this conversation until my birthday came. And she presented me with a hardcover copy of this of the book with these absolutely gorgeous, custom painted edges. Wow. I've never loved a gift so much. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you for this phenomenal podcast. You always brighten up my work week. That is so sweet. What a good friend. I okay, do you think it was a new book or did this friend sneak into Ricky's house? Oh, this is a new book. book? (laughs) This is oh, a, new a new book, book. for okay. sure. I
0: don't think I don't but think I like this the friend idea to, like repelled down stealing. from the ceiling, from the vents <laughs> to get this book.
1: It's a little bit like when you are a kid and your parent would like tell the people at, you know, well, mine was always El Chico's that it was your birthday. And it's it was El always Chico's. like when did they have time to tell them it was it's like a restaurant. When did you have time to tell them it was my birthday? And then they bring you a sopapilla. Well, <laughs> Only people in a certain word world. <laughs> <laughs> when people date when your parent or somebody goes and tells someone it's your birthday, it was always like this sneaky thing where I was like, When did they tell them it was my birthday? Like What's I'm sure, sure they just thought it was a sopapilla? Oh wow. A sopapilla is, I, you know what, I can't say it's some sort of traditional Mexican cuisine, but it was served at Mexican food restaurants, Tex-Mex restaurants, really, in Texas. Uh, it is basically a fried piece of dough that puffs up when you fry it, and then you cover it with powdered sugar. And it I was mean, the dessert. I I a So it <laughs> sounds good to me. It was, I have no idea if this is just something made up for small towns in Texas <laughs> or if this is a real thing. I'm sure I could look it up. People uh, can let me know. But um, listen, sopapillas, so delicious and nothing to do with what we're talking about. Mallory, <laughs> you want to read Ricky's Wheelhouse? <laughs> Ricky's Wheelhouse is sopapillas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a sip of my tea and I was... (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: Imagine. I would, if anyone knows of a book that has a soapapia scene in it, please let us know because that is incredible. (laughs) Uh, No, Ricky's Wheelhouse really is a ragtag crew of spacefarers on a small ship who become a family, post-colonial sci-fi and fantasy, gods possessing and controlling mortals and getting more than they bargained for in the process, snarky, violent gay women, found family of misfits and outcasts, and books about or based on world folklore slash mythology, especially if it's from East Asia. Love it. Uh, You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show, delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about how to choose books to take with you on vacation, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, Bria, you know what I'm drinking right now? What?
1: Coffee. You know where I got it? Oh. Oh. I bet it's from Trade Coffee, your favorite coffee place. Yes,
0: it was delivered right to my house. Uh, So if you love drinking coffee every morning like I do, and, you know, who doesn't really, you have to check out Trade Coffee. Trade makes it effortless to brew better coffee at home. Trade empowers coffee lovers to discover better coffee delivered fresh to their door. And this week, Reading Glasses is partially sponsored by Trade. But Bria, what exactly is Trade Coffee?
1: It is a coffee subscription service that makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every single day. Like Mallory said, it arrives right at your door. No more figuring that out. Like, oh no, I don't need coffee for the morning. I got to go to the store. It's 11 p.m. That is very late. I'm already in bed. This is what goes through my head at night. But guess what? If trade came to your house, you wouldn't have to worry about that. It is fantastic. And what I m- love most about Trade is that you can
0: rate all your coffees after they send them to you. So if you like a lighter roast, you like certain notes in your coffee. I'm from the Boston area, so I like a dark roast. I like the darkest roast you can get. I like a really rich, dark coffee. And so I have rated my coffees as they've sent them to me, and now I get really dark, lovely roasts like my soul. It is fantastic. I drink a full pot of decaf coffee, Every morning, and it is fantastic to be able to try new roasters, try new flavor notes. I, I truly, truly love it. So you can upgrade your morning routine with better coffee right now. Trade is offering our glassers a free bag of coffee with any subscription at drinktrade.com/glasses. So that's drinktrade.com/glasses for a free bag of coffee with any subscription purchase. That's drinktrade.com/glasses. Glasses. Glasses. Hi, I'm Jackie Kation. Hello, I'm Lori Kilmerton. We do a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it anytime you want because there's hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing comedy forever, and we should both quit. So why don't you listen up <laughs> before we leave this not only terrible business, but this awful world. And find out why we can't. <laughs> it's because we love it so.
1: <laughs> Jackie and Lori Show every week here on MaximumFun.org.
0: This week, we're discussing a topic that, as summer approaches, is becoming more and more important. How do you decide which books to bring on vacation? Not just the format, but the actual genres and specific titles. No one wants to get into a book slump on vacation. Don't worry, we've got you covered. We need, like, some vacation music. What, is
1: that, like, Hawaiian? You were doing, like, a Hawaiian thing with your hands. Or, like, some soft wave sounds. (laughs) yeah 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 that sounds ooh. that sounds lovely take me there Uh,
0: (laughs) uh so we've been getting a bunch of emails about this and there have been some threads in the slack about it and since summer is right around the corner we figured it was the perfect time to get into it uh now a long time ago we did an episode about traveling with books and all the advice in that episode which we will link to in the show notes still stands uh, e-readers and paperbacks are the best, the lighter, the better for packing and carrying, avoiding huge honkers and heavy hardcovers. You want something you can throw in a beach bag. So oh, we'll link to the, that, that advice, but that is evergreen. But Bria, how do you choose what to put on your Kindle or Kobo? And how do you choose which paperbacks to bring? Here are our hot vacation
1: reading tips. <laughs> what do you think, Bria? Well, I mean... The benefit of having a an e reader is you can load that sucker up. <laughs> I mean, I just I just look I load it up. Okay, so I have my normal books that I've been waiting to read. You know that are saying, look, I'm I'm just I'm just here waiting. I've been waiting for three <laughs> weeks and I'm, I'm about to be able to return to the library to fucking get to this book. So I bring those obviously because they're already on my Kindle. But then I like to add a few more for good measure. Like it's usually some backlist books that I've been thinking about getting into that have good reviews that I know people really liked and can like. Be like a calming, like like a fun book. Like, um, uh, if there was a book on sopapillas, like that would be a great <laughs> little fiction book for me to bring. If it's about or the micro
0: history of sopapillas,
1: would be into it. Um, uh, uh, but also as people I've talked about on the show, I love to correspond with what I'm doing. If I'm going to a beach, I try to find a book near a beach. Like my last trip to Hawaii, I went to Hawaii over, um uh New Year's and um I found a few Hawaii related fiction backlist books that I just threw on that that Kindle and I did end up reading one. I put two on there. One was not good. One was good. So I was glad that I had two. Mm-hmm. One I enjoyed and it was really fun um kind of looking up books that took place in the place I was going because you kind of can like see these local authors or it's a lot of people like on Hawaii, it's a lot of like people vacationing in Hawaii books. And I was like, well, that's me. I'm vacationing in Hawaii. So like, <laughs> it's just like interesting to think about this, these authors headspace. Um, they always say that looking forward to vacation is one of the best parts of vacation, like the planning of it all. And you and I are both planners. So we, I mean, book planning for me as part of that is like thinking about the books that I'm going to be reading on that beach Oh, like imagining my myself reading. Packing. I hate yeah, yeah. picking
0: out which clothes. It's very stressful for me. But choosing no. which books, ooh, it's like grocery shopping. It's like, ooh, look yeah. at all this lovely stuff that I'm going to enjoy. That
1: means you love grocery shopping. I love grocery, love grocery shopping, shopping, but I hate cooking. Very weird. Yeah. That wow. We should switch because I hate grocery shopping. Oh, I would, but see, I, I like. Cooking. I want to go and buy a bunch of food and bring it home and then never look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your What's your first vacation read tip? So
0: I got to say. I think the book that you need to bring on vacation is the one that you're going to read. Now, (laughs) do I organize my reading so that I'm not in the middle of something, especially a huge hardcover honker when my vacation starts? Yes. Have I hauled the huge book on vacation because it was really good and I started it before I left? Also, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think all of this is really great advice. But if you are, maybe you started a series of, of big, giant books and you are really into them and you are desperate to know how they end and you really want to read them, then those are the ones you got to bring. Pack an extra suitcase just
1: for all these giant books. But oh, my like, God. Wow. You know, and Now it's, we're going to be getting people's credit card bills where they're like, <laughs> they just charged me 50 bucks to take this extra suitcase. I
0: do think it's worth it to try to organize your reading so that you're not doing that. But if you are, I wouldn't sweat it and just bring that book along. It's better to be reading something that you're really into and really enjoying instead of like, you know, you bring a smaller, lighter book and then you're on that beach and all you're doing is thinking about the book that's at home, <laughs> <laughs> wondering what it's doing while you're gone. You know, just bring it. Just it's the p- pick the book that you're, you're going to read, whatever it is. If you had some plans that, of, of books you thought you wanted to read on vacation and then now you're about to leave and you don't want to read those, just follow your heart. Pick the book you really yeah, want to like, read.
1: It's like when you, like, have some cool shirt that you're like, oh, I want to bring this new shirt because it feels like a vacation one, but really you should bring the shirt that you know you're going to wear. Yes, yes, absolutely. You just mm-hmm. got to lean be, into be who you are.
0: <laughs> be who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: what else, Bria? What do you think?
1: Okay, a tip that I have, because I do travel a lot for not vacations. so this is kind of a travel tip in general, because I do have a Kindle, but I always pack a small, little slim, little paperback, something, like, that's easy to read, maybe, like, it's uh, usually, like, a, um, uh, I have a couple, like, uh, some of them are, like, tour.com um, uh, novellas, but I also have just some smaller, like, poetry books, like, things like that, just that I know I'm going to have, because I do always worry I'm going to lose my Kindle, because it has happened not once, but twice. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Somebody in France right now that has, has a English language Kindle that's
1: full of, full of sci-fi books that is is loving it. And I I think I lost the other one in Mexico. So, you know, yeah, good for them. They have my books now. Um, (laughs) but I just want to make sure I have something to tide me over in case I lose my book. And it's good. It's just, for me, it's a peace of mind knowing like, okay, I'm not going to, be on the plane for some reason. My Kindle flies out the window, and I'm like, "Oh no!" I <laughs> have somehow so many that's many more only thing that goes. is just Bria's Kindle. <laughs> Don't worry, they're they're like, "Don't worry, we saved everything else." And I'm like, "You didn't save the most important thing." <laughs> I, so I rarely get to this book. This is usually something that I'm I've already look that Kindle is so full. Kill, Kindle's busting at the seams <laughs> by the time I get it on. But I but if I do, I, it's for my peace of mind. What about you? What what's your other uh, what's your other tip? I I will also agree with your tip
0: because even though I have a Kobo, I am so afraid of it dying or something happening that I have to bring a paper bag. I've been watching, like, I'm sure everybody is, the second season of Yellow Jackets, which is amazing. And But all the whole time I can think of it's like, oh, my God, you know, they probably have run out of reading material by now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> like, it's not so bad if you have to eat people, but, God, if I had, didn't have any books to read, brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I think something that is really important when you're picking your vacation reading is ass- assessing what kind of vacation you, you are going on. Are you going to have a lot of reading time? Maybe you were staying in a lake house or a beach house for a week and you have nothing planned but lounging by the water. That's when you can, like, pick and break out the Meteor book, something that you really want to savor. If there is like, you know, you want to read the new Hanya Yanagahara, you know, you want to read something, you know, you've had a, a you bought an ebook of some lyrical language forward honker that you've been saving for a while. Like, that's the time to do it. Absolutely. You know, look at your books, grab the ones you're most excited about and been holding off on for whatever reason because you want more time with it. But are you going on a busier vacation? Are you walking around Paris every day? Are you going to a lot of museums? uh now is not the time for that you're not going to read those Mm -hmm. books you're going to get back to your hotel room at night and you're going to go to sleep uh so you need to grab something light something easy something compelling you want a romance you want a cozy mystery you want a sci-fi novella whatever it is just make sure it's a book that you can fall right into and uh you don't you know at the end of the day when you are a little sunburnt you are full of sopapitas
1: whatever it is uh it's a double l a sopapia sopapia sorry (laughs) A soapapia is like just a pita full of soap. A pita is a pita full of soap. Gross. <laughs> a soapapia. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> now I've made it Italian.
0: <laughs> Maybe there's an Italian version. <laughs> uh, but yes, so just I, I always assess the kind of like, I'm like, all right. It, like I, I used to, no matter where I was going, pack a bazillion books. And now I am in my, I'm wiser and i can look and be like you know what i'm not like i went on that cruise recently and i was like i'm not gonna be sitting along sitting around reading me and lauren are gonna be in the hot tub every day and you know what i was right so i only read two books that trip so uh just assess the kind of look look over all not all vacations are created equal uh so Mm bria what what is your Mm -hmm. personal strategy for packing a vacation book
1: personal strategies first of all everyone knows Space books for airplane travel. If you got a long <laughs> air- airplane ride, do a space book. It's atmospheric. It's atmospheric. <laughs> literally, um, literally, it's, you're in the air. You're gonna love it. Uh, and then Mallory, I think what you're, I think what you're saying is totally right. Is trying to like match what you know you have time to read. The other thing is like I am always so I take so much Dramamine to fly. Uh, if you ever see me on a plane and you say something to me I will be looking I mean I am I'm am like super high when I'm flying because of <laughs> Is that why you like read in books I mean. cuz it's all like trippy and weird? <laughs> Probably cuz I can't read anything complicated on a plane. So I don't I know I have to bring some light stuff because I'm going to be falling asleep every like 3 minutes and then waking up for like 10 minutes and falling asleep again. Like that's sort of what my plane it's like very like I'm in some sort of like liminal world the whole time I'm on a <laughs> on a flight. Um so like I think you're right. I make sure that I do something light. Um and again, like I said, like getting to some of those backlist books. Again, like matching my books to my trip, it's always fun for me. That is something that makes me it looks makes me look forward to uh to reading some cool backlist books, reading some books like maybe I've never even heard of like some author where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go. To Portugal, I've never read a Portuguese author. Wow, it sounds like I, like, travel nonstop from the way I'm, like... You do travel all this, a lot. I would say you travel more I, than the average I do. person. Yeah, probably I do, for work. And also, I made a rule a few years back, which I probably shouldn't say, but if someone invites me somewhere, it's like, hey, we're going to this thing, It's that I have to at least try to go. Because the life is short. And so it's like, if I'm not, if I can afford it, then I should just try to go and, like, go cheaply, you know, whatever. You're gonna get a but lot like, of invitations
0: can... in the Reading Glasses email okay, inbox. Okay, nothing,
1: like, random. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, like, if I can go on a trip with friends, like, that's what I mean. If a friend invites me to do something, then I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I've i never seen this part of the world, or I need to, like, do it. Like, you know, like, I had a friend that had a wedding, in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, wow, that's far. And that's gonna be com- like a kind of a big trip for like a day and a half. But then I was like, well, I've never seen Cleveland. Like, I should go. Also, I like this person. So, like, there's so many reasons to go. Anyway, so I made this rule for myself a few years ago. So I do travel quite a bit. What are your personal strategies?
0: For me, vacation yes. reading. Oh, baby, that is the pinnacle of my reading for the whole year. So my ultimate favorite vacations are when I am in the mountains near a lake and can do nothing but read and swim. That is all the only things I ever want to do, maybe eat ice cream. And that's when I get to sit and read a whole book in a day, every day. That is like my ultimate vacation. So when I go on vacation, I usually bring guaranteed bangers. And what I do is I pick books by authors that I already really love and I am excited Mm. about. And it could be a new release, could be a backlist. And uh, for the past few years, what I've been doing is bringing a paperback from A.S. King's backlist because I already know I'm going to love it. For me, guaranteed banger. Uh, I only have two left, which is a bummer. I need to pick another author to go through their (laughs) backlist because I'm running out. Uh, And the funny thing is, even though I have a Kobo, I mainly use it for work reading in library books. So I haven't really used it that much on vacation. I use it a lot when I travel for work, but I haven't tested it out on vacation reading yet because that's like I don't buy eBooks. I only put arcs and library books on there. And They have A.S. King books at the library for your Kobo. No, I know, I know, I know. But I, I already <laughs> own all of the paperbacks. I see,
1: I see, I see, I see. Uh, it I would probably uh, You're so like a-
0: right. It would probably b- make my life a lot easier if I just put them all in my Kobo. Um, but I haven't done that yet because readers know sometimes your heart wins out over your head. Um, but yeah. I would, that's, that's my favorite thing to do is like find someone, because there's nothing better than knowing that you are probably already going to love a book and, just getting into it on vacation. Oh, you got a little fancy drink. You got all this. If you're me, you you're wearing S- your vacation shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're me, you're wearing SPF 500 and mm-hmm. as many black clothes as you can fit on your body while still being comfortable and you're low, ne- next to a lake. Oh, that is like my dream. I'm very Sounds excited. Amazing. So you can send your vacation reading tips to Podcast at gmail.com. Before we answer our reader question about <laughs> skimming, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by our friends over at Dipsy. Bria, let's take a little moment to check in with ourselves. How would you rate your relationship with yourself lately? Whether you're feeling confident mm. and want to explore your innermost desires further, or you could use a little boost in self-love, Dipsy's sexy audio stories are here to help. But Bria, what is Dipsy? What are sexy audio wow. stories?
1: Well, they're amazing. And listeners of Reading Glasses really love them. Dipsy is full of these sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They are radically inclusive. They have stories for straight and queer listeners. And 56% of the stories are voiced by people of color. They also have sleep stories, wellness stories, and sexy stories that you can read. You don't even have to listen to them. And it's such a wide variety. Listen, anything you're looking for, you're like, I want a fireman. I want <laughs> a hot yoga lady teacher. I want, like, whatever you're looking for, it is going to be on Dipsy, and you're going to find it. And you can also explore things maybe you didn't know you were looking for. You're like, I haven't ever thought about going home and reconnecting with someone I know from there. But There she is. And now I'm going to listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, this app is absolutely fantastic.
0: Whether you are a hardcore erotica fan and you are uh, consuming lots and lots of erotica stories and you are looking for a new avenue to do so. Or you're someone who is new to the world of romance and erotica and you have never really gotten into it and you're trying to find a place to start. Dipsy has got you covered. You can search by sexy wheelhouse item. You can find all kinds of sexy stories that aren't, aren't too long aren't too short just right for you to uh connect with your innermost desires and uh just have a a lovely time whether you're looking to listen to something after work before you go to bed just uh maybe you're on your lunch break and you're stressed out and you want a little sexy moment in your car who knows who knows what's going on over there but dipsy's got you covered and for listeners of the show dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses and that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipcstories. dot slash classes. That's dipcstories. dot com slash classes. Glasses. Glasses.
1: I'm sure you've noticed how giant corporations are controlling more and more
0: about what we consume, whether it's our food our news, or even the shows we enjoy. The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says no. We can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area. We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically only about that. The Greatest Generation. The show for free and independent thinkers about Star Trek. And the groins of different costumes. Reviewing every episode in order. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind. Time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Erin wrote in, I learned at a book party that a few of my friends skim every book they read. This shocked me because I only ever skim books that I'm not enjoying but are good enough to finish or they were recommended to me by someone who loved it and I don't want to offend them. As someone with dyslexia, I always try to read the whole book in order to practice. But Have I been making reading harder for myself this whole time? Is it normal to skim every book you read? So we actually got several emails about this. Yeah, I was shocked by this email. I was shocked by the, like the first one we got. I was like, wow, what a surprising email. And then we got another and then another. And I was like,
1: we got to talk about this. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, Priya, what do you think? Okay, wait, first of all, what's a book party? And why am I not invited? <laughs> you learned this at a book party? Do you talk about books? Are you reading books? Are you exchanging books? What is that? A, what is part a part of a party? larger email,
0: uh, oh, okay. 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 And it was, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I included part of it in a, um, in a listener feedback segment, cause it was a really long email, but they all like wrapped up books that and like did that like blind date with a book thing Oh, okay. And, like, okay, exchanged okay, great. them and pitched that. them to each other, which I thought was really cool. And I was, so I'm like reading this, this email about this book party. I'm like, Oh, cool. And then I get to this part and I was like, what? It was like a
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was my first question, but thank you for answering. Um, second question is, what does this mean? Skim, okay? Because maybe they mean they're speed reading. That was like what I kept thinking is that they're speed reading through, like they they like are just reading it so quickly that it's like they're skimming, uh, or other option here I'm just trying to like figure this out Uh, is maybe they start it and they aren't so interested so they skim the rest because start to finish like I like start to finish skimming Skimming? That seems so weird. So you're saying you just pick up a book and like, like, you, just, like, like, you know <laughs> the way like a, a five year old reads a book where they just like sk- like open it and, like go like, and like, those, and, like through the all the pages where they
0: where you're yeah. um, wh- when you're like flipping through the pages and there's like a little cartoon that like moves along you're just, like and broop, done cool
1: yeah yeah that's or it's like or a robot reading a book in the future where they're like oh I just learned how to be a ninja or whatever and, like they like <laughs> ninja um, robot uh, no yeah um, but like. I, that, I don't know how to answer this because I guess I have trouble imagining it. Um, but I'm going to say you haven't been making... To answer the question, Erin, you haven't been making it harder for yourself no. to read. That you definitely are not... First of all, there's no reading wrong. So we'll, we'll just say that. We're not going to say, like, reading wrong. But if there is a reading wrong, this is kind of close to it. Because <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> and I don't think it's normal. I think... I do think a lot of people, and I have been known to do this, Mallory and I off air right before we both started this book that has been getting a lot of buzz and we both tried to read it and both were not impressed by it, but I was curious about what the ending was. I was like, I got to know like how this book ends. So I ended up skimming the second half of it just to like see, cause I was like, well, what's the resolution here? Right. And as I should have known from my own advice, the resolution was not that interesting. <laughs> um I shouldn't have even bothered. Um so I'm going to say no, it's not normal and you should not feel weird that you don't skim books. What do you think is going on here, Mallory?
0: I gotta say, based on my experience in the world of readers, based on over six years of doing this podcast and having many, many (laughs) friends who are readers, I do not think that it is typical for everyone to skim all the books that they are reading. Um, For the people who say they always skim, I have got some questions. One, why are you bothering to get this book? Why are you wasting the money? It's like um, buying a watermelon... And eating one piece and then throwing the whole rest of the watermelon out the window. Like, why are you, like, why not just read the Wikipedia article? Like, why are you going through the trouble of, like, getting the book? Like, I'm not being facetious here. Like, I'm very curious. Like, if you were just trying to get the gist of it, like, why not just read? an article like why are you bothering like books are expensive or and like if you're getting them from the library that's fine but like what are you i'm very very interested uh but if you like doing that and it's how you always consume books i mean we're not going to stop you book book police are not going to come to your house we're not going to crawl in your vents and be like you're skimming over there what are you doing if it makes you happy and you find it to be an enjoyable experience then sure, then that's it. That's fine. It's not something I or or you understand. But if that's what you like, you know, go for it. Does it really count as reading? Sure, I guess. Like, I guess it's, it's a little, I I originally was like, oh, it's no different than speed reading. But skimming is a different process than speed reading. Like speed reading is a very particular, like, strategy yeah. of how to get as much information from the book as possible while doing it as fast
1: as you can. Skimming is more you're just look you're just getting the gist here. Um if that like when I'm skimming I'm like skipping through pages to try to find like I'm in this book that I just skimmed the second half. I know this cuz I literally just did this cuz I was like okay, I want to know like so I just kind of went through a few chapters didn't even read them and then got to the end and sort of like Got, like, read the last couple of chapters, like, in a, like, looking for very broad strokes just yeah. to see what happened. But, I mean, honestly, at that point, I should have just also read the Wikipedia page. Um, uh, But i was just very curious. Um, But, yeah, I don't—you're right. So, skimming—I think they mean speed reading. But maybe I'm just too— I don't think so. I, 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 okay. Aaron, you gotta—
0: you can have this happen anonymously but have these people email us because we really do have questions and again we're not here to let to tell people how to enjoy things if you really like skimming a book for whatever reason go forth and have a good time you know what i'm sure that author is fucking happy that you bought that book and they don't give a shit if you're skimming it or not um i i've done the same thing that aaron does where i mean we like you said I will also skim through a book when I'm halfway or most of the way through and it's sagging and I want to know the ending. But I've never started a book, read one chapter and been like, I'm not really into this and decided I was going to skim the whole rest of the thing. It normally happens where if I'm reading a book and like halfway through, it gets really saggy or like I'm getting towards the end and I'm like, I'm still really not into this, but I just want to know, like I'll skim the rest of it. But not the whole fucking thing. That's so much work. Like I would definitely say that I think skimmers can't be language readers. These have to be plot people.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> or like, yeah, that could be the only answer, right? Yeah, they just want to know what happens. I wouldn't do this for most of the books I'm reading, and I definitely
0: would never do this with one that I'm really enjoying. Erin, uh, I know that reading with dyslexia can be tough, um, but and I know it might be obviously harder to read the whole book, but I don't think you're missing out on anything like That's part of the magic of a book is the language and the way that it's written. And I mean, and I say this as a plot reader myself like, I get it. Like, sometimes. I've talked before, like, when I'm reading a book that I really want to know, like, I'll have to put my hand on the page so I don't skip ahead because I'm so desperate to know. But I put my hand there because I want to read everything. I want to know every little bit of dialogue. I want to know what's happening. So um, I don't think that we should report the skimmers to the book police. But um, I person, it's not something that I personally empathize with. Uh, or understand and i don't think that uh it is typical please people write in if i know we're going to get some skimmers so if you if this is you let us know we are not judging you but we are very curious and i would love to know like what you get out of the experience like what your reading life is like please let us know but no to answer your question aaron you're not weird you're not making things harder for yourself or at least i mean you technically are but i think it's for a good reason so you can Mm -hmm. read the book Mm -hmm. if not like again skimmers just why are you wasting all that money
1: yeah, it does seem in time. I guess they're not wasting time. They think they're not wasting time. I don't know. It feels don't know. very strange. I understand, like, if it was, okay, if this was for college, they were like, oh, oh yeah, 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 I did read that in college, but I just skimmed it. Like, that feels like, you know, a thing to me. But, like,
0: imagine me being like, oh, my God, Paul Tremblay has a new book out. I'm going to skim it? Like, yeah. that's <laughs> like licking it. licking I a do... little bit of the frosting off your cake and then throwing it away. Like,
1: what are you doing? <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah, that would be sad. That would be sad.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's like maybe licking the, the powdered sugar off your sopatia. Soapapia. I, mean, I wow. got this word wrong In, every single time I've said it. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a picture when we when we finish. That's like you're <laughs> sitting in the you're sitting in the restaurant and they bring you your sopapilla
1: and, and you lick yeah. the
0: powdered sugar off and then you throw the rest away. Like what are you
1: doing? You're missing all the what good are you stuff. Doing? It's, it, there's some delicious friedness underneath. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so skimmers, a lo- skimmers, please email us. We want to know. When, but Erin, you were absolved of of your book guilt, and uh, hopefully your book problem. If you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Now let's answer a recommendation request from Kristen. Hi, Brian Mallory. First of all, thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. I've been listening for the past two months and I'm working through your previous episodes. I have finally been able to become a Maximum Fund member and I'm so excited. You're also so excited. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a veterinarian, and now that I have finally graduated veterinary school in May of 2022, congratulations, I have time to read for fun again. You both have provided so many amazing recommendations that I have loved so far. Unlikely Animals, Legends and Lattes, How to Sell a Haunted House, Garlic and the Vampire, and The Southern Book Club's Guide to Killing Vampires. I'm still trying to figure out my wheelhouse because I will typically read almost anything. I guess the ones right off the top of my head would be Animals, especially if they talk or have personalities, Mysteries, Thrillers, Horror, Just Getting into this genre and I'm very excited to keep diving into this do you have a recommendation that is like a cozy type situation like Legends and Lattes but with animals or a horror like Grady Hendrix vibes I really appreciate both of your time and contributions to the bookish community and can't wait to keep listening to your podcast have a wonderful week happy reading Bria. what do you think Christian should read
1: did we give Christian one during the drive no we just we got so many recommendations
0: for animal books that was like the big thing and we had two veterinarians we had another veterinarian yes oh
1: interesting wow Okay, I have to retire this book after this. People are going to think I've only read this one book ever I, because I love I recommending say, it. Same thing with mine. Same thing with mine.
0: This is our final recommendation for cozy all animal right. books.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, which is Forbidden Fatality, Forbidden, F U R. you are, uh, Fatality by Deborah Blake. It's a cozy mystery, all set in an animal shelter. This woman, like, wins the lotto. She buys this animal shelter, like, on a whim, and then a murder happens. And the murder doesn't happen on the page, so it's like... Very cozy. But then there's all this, there's all these mystery elements to it because she has to figure out what happened before they take away her animal shelter. Uh, and there's tons of cute animals. They're not talking, but they are there and their personalities are there. And it's a really nice little cozy mystery. Um, I just loved this book. I should read more Deborah Blake because I just had such a great time with this one. Uh, what are you recommending? What's the book you're recommending for the last time? Uh
0: it just feels so, too easy to recommend this, but it's Shady Hollow by Juno Black. I no, recommended this like five fucking million times during the, during the drive, but it's the yeah. perfect book for this. It is a cozy mystery series and there's multiple books. It's I think there's three out and then one like sh- Christmas short story with talking animals. It's a little community, a little woodland town and that's, all talking animals and there's a cozy mystery. One of the creatures gets murdered in a non-bloody way and a reporter for the local paper who is a red fox gets, she decides to get to the (laughs) bottom of the case with some help from her best friend who is a raven who owns the local bookstore. Uh, I recommended it so fucking much during this year's drive i loved it so much that when i finished it i ordered the other two books in the series i feel like i have become the leader of this book's street team but it just hit so many people's <laughs> houses i don't know what it is in the fucking water but this year it was like everyone wants an animal book people, everyone it really? was like the yeah. new thing every drive we have like a a new hot thing that people are desperate for and this year was animals Animals and horror, yeah. cozy animals it didn't matter what genre it was, and people wanted books about animals. But uh, yeah, Kristen, I think you should read Shady Hollow by Juno Black. And Kristen, if for this, I, sometimes we recommend things, and I'm like. This is the perfect book for you. It feels like you've already read it. If you have, please write back to us, and we will give you another recommendation. But I think you should read Shady Hollow by Juna Black.
1: Uh, I just added the new next one in Forbidden Fatality series to my library holds. Up. It's called Doggone Deadly. So maybe I'll have a new one to recommend. I could even get to the third one, which is called Claws for Suspicion. I love these puns. Oh, my God. Deborah Blake, getting it going. I was actually
0: thinking of you, because I went to— uh, Jeremy and I had our four-year anniversary on uh, Friday. Uh, Congratulations. Was it Friday? Or was it Saturday? Friday. And um, we did something that I saw uh, Glass Regina and her new husband do where they went to a bookstore and they picked out books for each other. And, oh, yeah. um, so Jeremy and I went to, uh, the bookstore down, down the mountain in Palm Desert. And, uh, cause the one up here is closing, has moved to a new location. Um, and we picked out books for each other and I picked out a ton of books for Jeremy. And then I, um, was buying books for myself because of course I was going to, and I was in, found myself in the cozy <laughs> mystery section. And I was like, I think I need to buy more of these because you and I like them so much. And I got <laughs> one called Murder at the Lobster Shack uh and it's like in the it was, the title was spelled like A-A-H and i was like this is oh, so funny A-H. yeah it was literally at the lobster shack but all of the titles in that series were like um all, all of them were puns and i was like this is great i need to, we we why did get... cozy mystery
1: we didn't cover that a lot of the titles were puns in our cozy mysteries Someone episode must but have a lot of them are it, and then other people liked it i think it's a
0: great way to Convey that this title is a little t- like cheeky, like a little. It's not mm-hmm. taking itself seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know that yeah. a book called Murder at the Lobster Shack is not going to be too serious. <laughs> it turns out it's like a horrifying, a horrifying book. <laughs> well, I opened it up and it was like recipes for apple spice food, and I was like, I've been very homesick for New England lately, and I was like, man, I just gotta. This is this is perfect. But I think it's the that's what it does. It conveys that it's not serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway... Uh, As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. And if you want to buy all kinds of cool stuff and show off your bookishness and your love of the show and support us, uh, you can buy our merch over at our Void merch store. There's a link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show and want to do something nice for us that's totally free and will take you a minute, all you got to do is rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice. It's really great for us and helps us reach more readers. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks
1: for reading. Thanks for reading.